0: It's time to get your hockey fixed. This is Brave the Wild with your host Paladino Joey, the leader of Minnesota Wild hockey here on the Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Well, I got the uh, season finale here in the background, <laughs> literally just kind of wrapping up. Uh, not a very positive uh, game. I was thinking it was going to be a... <laughs> it sure looked positive the way things were going for a while there, but certainly quite the tsunami of goals by the Nashville Predators. Uh, I was thinking we we're going to be talking about 100 points, but hey, well, Minnesota Wild are going to finish with 98 points. In the regular season, we're going to review the final three games of the regular season. And yes, of course, the Minnesota Wild will be the, well, you can call it the, what what the seventh seed would be in the uh, NHL playoffs. And we will be facing off against the Colorado Avalanche. That's right, the Colorado Avalanche, not the St. Louis Blues, not the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, or Ducks, Mighty Ducks. But we'll be playing the Colorado Avalanche. Quite a uh, scenario that I didn't really see happening. Um, there was a time we maybe even thought it might be the Blackhawks, but uh, nah, not the way St. Louis was playing earlier in the year. Uh, but Chicago and St. Louis will be facing off in their first round. I had them going in the Western Conference Finals back at the beginning, so that prediction is going to be wrong. At least one of those two teams will <laughs> not be there, maybe the other. I'm not sure what's going to happen in that one. Those are two teams that are surprisingly playing poorly right now obviously the blackhawks are not playing so hot either but we'll get to that in the second segment the previous segment will be the postseason. yes because there's nothing left to preview in the regular season with that said let's get on to the game reviews minnesota defeats the winnipeg jets one to nothing on april monday april the 7th so yeah the wild won a game i predicted them to not win um a out for Vizgalov, his third of the season, his third and final shutout of the season. Um, uneventful game, really, to be honest. Uh, yeah, lots of physical play, lots of back and forth, but only one goal, so that's about all there is to it there. Charlie Coyle with a very, very nice finish in the game. Nice goal. And early in the second period, that Greasy, Miko Kuehu, that top line, scoring again, and that's it. That's basically all there is to say about this one. Just a nice Solid defensive effort by the Wild. Only 24 shots faced by Ella Brusilov. And only 16, or excuse me, 17 shots faced by Mike, Mike, uh, Michael Hutchinson of the Winnipeg Jets. Not the most exciting game, just a grind it out, uh, just a grind it out game. I mean, that's about all there is to it. I'm going to keep some of the reviews brief because we're getting more into the postseason here, and this game was so boring. So we're going to move on. Very quickly from that one, Minnesota Wild trailing seven to three as we speak. About two minutes remaining in the game. Just thought I'd mention that in the Nashville game. Uh, I wanted to start this earlier, but I was screwing around a little bit too long. I do apologize. A game that I did predict the Wild would win in uh, kind of like a somewhat of a rebound fashion. Sorry about the noise there. Somewhat of a rebound fashion, and uh, ultimately there was no there was no need to rebound. It was just yet another win for the Minnesota Wild. This was Tuesday, April the 8th. back to back situation. Wild come home from Winnipeg. Not so much travel going on. Defeat the Boston Bruins 4-3 to uh, in the shootout. An extremely entertaining game. Ileg Briskoloff wins his first shootout as a member of the Minnesota Wild. And then uh, I was thinking, boy, Bruce Golov in the shootouts doesn't look so hot, but hey, we beat the best team in the league. The Boston Bruins are the President's Trophy Champions, and I do think they will be the Stanley Cup Champions, as I did predict at the very beginning of the season. Again, do check that out. I mentioned that in a million episodes in a row, but if you don't believe me, do check that out. <laughs> look for the season preview for Brave the Wild. You will find it in the archives on iTunes, all you have to do is keep scrolling down, an awesome game for Jason Pominville and an awesome finish to the season for Jason Pominville. by the way, he will finish at 30 goals on the season, unless he gets some last second here, but I don't think that's going to happen uh, two goals in this one, and an assist, three points, Ryan Suter with a goal as well, his final of the season, <laughs> not bad at all, Patrice Bergeron with a goal A extremely fun game though oh man, uh just a lot, just a, the wild showing a lot of skill in this one. Pominville again. This time playing with Koivu and Parisi. So, hmm, yeah, obviously that's in the, in the power play situation. The second one, um, Eric Halla and Matt Molson have been forming a really nice second line. So, again, another nice chemistry forming with a certain group of players. So, that's the good news here with this team. It seems like chemistry's been forming with about three or so different uh, ideas, three or so different ideas, with the second lines and such. Second, or with well, the first two lines, we'll say. Um, early in the year, there was a really good deal going on with obviously Grandland, Pominville, and Niederreiter, and then later on, it became an extremely good combination when you had Pominville, uh, Grandland, and and uh, Parisi. That was a ridiculously good line, and then now you got. Eric Hall, yeah, but but then you have Coyle Parisi and, of course, centered by Koivu. Um, it's like, that was kind that was a top line late last season that really has been playing well of late. And, of course, now, now, with, unfortunately, Mr. Granlin out with a believed concussion, and it, it's a concussion, but it sounds like the possibility does exist and persist that he will return in time for Game 1 on Thursday against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, but, yeah, Eric Halla, who I did figure... Should the Wild trade Koivu or lose him to free agency or someday, because obviously Halla and Gradlin are significantly younger than Mikko Koivu, they're going to be here after him. That um, Eric Halla will be the second line center for the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> ultimately. And there he is on the second line, and he's been playing extremely well with Pominville and Molson. So there you go 29th goal of the year for Jason Pominville in that situation in, regular, in full strength. 5-on-5, five five, not a power play situation that's why you had uh, Pominville, Coivu and Parisi together, though they've played together at times as in reg- in 5-on-5 uh, five five hockey, but not all the time, uh, Pomonville and Coivu right there playing together, assisting on Ryan Suter's 8th goal of the season tied things up at the last minute a beauty by Ryan Suter <laughs> oh my, I mean I couldn't believe it, the Wild tie things up, 8th goal of the year if you can believe it, by Suter and yes, he did have a hat-trick earlier in the year, but still, still hard to believe. Like, well, I, I guess he actually has eight goals, but he has a bajillion assists. That's the good news. He's the, he's, he's the Larry Murphy of the wild, you could say. Larry Murphy, uh, Shea Weber's is the freaking Al McGinnis of the NHL. My goodness, 63 points. Gee, 62, 63 points on the year. Good Lord, man. Who knows how many points he got tonight? I'll get to that in a little bit. That game has wrapped up. 7-3 to three final. Terrible goaltending Tonight, a little worried about that, and uh, we'll talk about very briefly about a certain other goaltender that also uh, was the top goalie in the country. Collegiately, he was pretty much the top one, and thought he would help the Gophers win a national championship. But I'm not too bitter about that one just yet. Yeah, I'm actually quite bitter. But uh, first, we'll get to the positive. We'll continue on with the positives. (laughs) Thursday, April the tenth. I was like, yeah, the Wild aren't going to beat St. Louis. They never do. Whatever, but may- but maybe they will. I can't remember if I picked them to win or not. Uh, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> John Curry started. He was the fifth starting goalie for this season, and he actually played in tonight's Nashville game as well, and gave up two more goals after Przygowski gave up a whopping five goals tonight, which really kind of, which is really bad timing, and I'm a little bit worried about that. I hope. It's not a harbinger for things to come. It could be a very, very short postseason if that is the case. <laughs> but anyhow, well, I'm sure we'll. Yeah, I, I I don't even know where to go with that. But uh, John Curry only giving up two goals, a four to two victory for the Minnesota Wild in a game that was overshadowed a bit by a lot of hockey fans here in Minnesota. I tried to keep track of both games as best I could because the Minnesota Golden Gophers were in the Frozen Four in the semifinal game overall. And that was, uh, well, not much more entertaining than the Winnipeg game for the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> a 2-1 to game. The really exciting part was the, the, the finish in, in that one for the Kophers. A uh, goal that was scored <laughs> with less than a second remaining. It was unbelievable. Very exciting thought. There we go. Wilcox is unstoppable. Greatest goalie in the world. In, well, at the collegiate level anyway. We'll see, we'll see about after that. But, um, yeah, unbelievable. Gophers are going to win the national championship because at least Boston College isn't there. Union, uh, you know, they're just kind of new to this this whole championship game thing. So, yeah, we'll continue on that shortly. <laughs> but uh, John Curry with a very, very good game. <laughs> Stop, facing 43 shots, stopping... Well, excuse me, facing 45 shots, stopping 43. Incredible. Save percentage about 96%. Nice job by John Curry. I barely even know who the heck he is, to be honest with you. He got the number one star for this game. Kyle Braziak, on a night where Kyle Braziak got two goals. Matt Cook got two assists. The third line standing out in this one. Nito Niederreiter and Jonathan Blum. And Matt Cook, of course, getting together on the first goal of the game. St. Louis tying things up. Braziak scoring his first goal. Third line taking control of things. Danny Healy actually played in this one, and he assisted along with Eric on Matt Molson's go-ahead 3-2 goal late in the second period, which gave the Wild the lead. (laughs) And then Kyle Braziak wrapping things up, (laughs) ultimately, well, you know, early in the, actually it was early in the third period, but you get the idea. (laughs) It's like he ultimately wrapped up the whole scoring, and then the Wild just put the clamps on, and John Curry faced a bajillion shots by St. Louis, but, uh, yeah, Kyle Brozniak with a multi-goal game. And Christian Folleen with his first point in the National Hockey League. And this is not long after his team was eliminated in the NCAA tournament. And uh, welcome to the Minnesota Wild, Christian Folleen. Yes, yes. We'll see how things go there. Really looking forward to his career. A fellow Swede, a la Jonas Brodine. So there you go, Christian Folleen. Welcome to the Minnesota Wild, number 5. Unfortunately, uh, ineligible for the postseason due to well, I guess some rules and the collective bargaining agreement. I guess uh, obviously too late. Yeah, it's because he, it's, he, he was signed too late. You can't just bring in some college hockey star and like have an advantage at the last second. You know, it's one of those things. And um, not that I believe Foligno would be the superstar right out of the gate, but we'll see. Could be end up being another nice pickup like Chuck Fletcher. Uh, Justin Fontaine sure has turned out to be okay. Nothing spectacular, but definitely okay. Gotta like that part about it. <laughs> and for some very strange reason, the Nashville Predators game is not showing up in here, and that's pretty weird. Maybe it doesn't need to. It just kind of doesn't, does it? Yeah, there it is. Beautiful. That was uh, Sunday, April the fourteenth. Hint, hint. Yeah, you know, seven to three in favor of the Nashville Predators. And yes, this was uh, quite quite similar to the national championship game between the Minnesota Gophers and the Union Dutchmen. Oh, wasn't it similar indeed? Who scored first? Minnesota. In fact, the Wild actually led two nothing in this one, where the Gophers <laughs> led two to one. After one nothing, then it was tied. Then it was two to one. It looked looked like the Gophers were going to win in a maybe a back and forth type of battle type of situation. Minnesota Wild. I figured, well, they're up two to one after Rich Clune, who ended up really getting his name in the in this one for uh, bad reasons later on with Matt Cook. Seemed like everybody wanted Matt Cook dead tonight for some reason on the Nashville side of the on uh, <laughs> the Nashville side of the ice over there. Not really understanding what that's all about other than Matt Cook is kind of a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I could kind of see that just a little bit. Um, Eric Halla getting two points right away in this one. Scoring his sixth goal of the year. Pominville, <laughs> Spurgeon getting the puck close to the net. Pominville. Setting up Holla in a nice way. Very nice finish by Eric Halla. Very cool to watch. Nice to see Eric up Sure the Gophers could have used him last night, but, um, yeah, very similar here as 2-1. Uh, to one. Yeah, everything will be fine. In fact, the Wild went up 3-1 to one on an awesome power play goal by Zach Parisi, co- uh, assisted by Quiveru in Pommonville. There's that top power play right there. But then, see those floodgates right there? They're cranking open. You can just hear the rust from all that water. It's cranking open. Okay! We're about 15 feet underwater, and it's still rising, and it's still rising. We're about 55 feet underwater. It's over. It's over. Nothing you can do. Yeah. National Predators score three goals in two minutes. Three goals in two minutes. Doesn't that sound familiar? Luckily, this is just a... Exhibition game in a lot of ways. Just wrapping up the regular season. Nashville's out. Minnesota's at where they're going to be. The only cool part of would be with the Minnesota Wild could have had a 100-point season. That would have been awesome considering the Minnesota Wild needed to win all three of the last games here. The last three games, as I was saying on the last show, you have to win all three of them if we're going to actually get 100 points. And we almost did it, which would have been nuts. I actually had the Wild with 94 points at one point. So, stronger finish for the Wild than I had anticipated because we beat the Winnipeg Jets and the St. Louis Blues. Yep, so that's what it was. I figured the Wild would wrap, up, wrap things up with a win over Nashville. Well, I was pretty much backwards in the whole damn thing. <laughs> pretty much, except for the Boston victory. So I was 1-3 this week. Good job, Joey. Good job, Joey. <laughs> Ryan Ellis, Shea Weber, Roman Josie, Greg Smith. Much la- uh, Not much later, about six minutes after that. But those three, they're just shooting from the blue line. They're just defensemen, you know, who are very good defensemen. But still, defensemen just getting the puck on that. Well, they were shot high. Notice how they're shot high again, and that seems to be slightly more effective. And I know all you hockey... I'm sure all the hockey uh, wonks out there will tell me, yeah, 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 whatever, what's he talking about? He thinks he knows something about hockey. A Little bit. I mean, go ahead and call me a novice, call me an idiot, but it seems that. You're just uh, the likelihood of scoring is higher when the puck is in the air rather than just on the ice. You know, it just seems like that and it seems like a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times when you need goals, we're always trying to go low and the goalie's always there. He's just always there, gets his leg out, his stick out, whatever it is. is Whatever it is. Scooping his glove. The glove is less likely there. But there was uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Bruce Gala clapping his glove thinking, why is the puck not in there? Because it went right past you, man. I mean, it went right past him. And it was very similar for Mr. Wilcox yesterday for the Minnesota Gophers. <sighs> in terms of the Minnesota Gophers, I gotta say this, I was so <laughs> I was so devastated when when that took place, I just left the room. I shut the T V off, left the room. Got in the car, drove down, looked at the Minnesota Vikings stadium uh, as it's getting built. Obviously, the metronome is long gone now; it's just a big hole of dirt. And there's a there's a structure starting to form now. That's starting to look like a building, at least on you know the part that's getting started already now. Obviously, that that corner over there it's starting to look like a building now. So very cool there. Um, and then I came back obviously was listening on the radio, so no, I was not ignoring the whole game. It was 4-3. to three. It became 4-3 to three and all that good stuff, and it got my hopes up, but everything the Gophers tried to do, mm, Union answered, and it just didn't work out. This game just kind of gave me an eerie pair. This game just gave me a painful memory of it. Nashville just scored, 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 scored. They scored uh, six consecutive goals, if you can b- believe it. Um, Brizgolov was horrible. Craig Smith's shot, quite similar to the others, just right past him. Whatever, man. Craig Smith scored again much later to make it 7-3. Crock <laughs> beat Curry as well to make it 6-3 a few minutes before Craig Smith got his second goal of the year, or game of the 24th of the year. Uh, I'm a little bit worried with the way, uh, I'm a little bit worried with the goaltending here going into the playoffs. Just think of how confident a lot of us were going in. And I was one of us. I was confident. Like, confident that we had competent goalies. And yes, Eric Kala has seven points in his last seven games. That's extremely encouraging. Gotta love that. So even if, even if Mikhail Granlund, who is about as MVP-like as you can get on this team, he's, a, he's, he's, he's one of the MVPs of this team, even if he's out, you do have a guy who apparently is very competent to be a second-line center on this team. That's uh, that's all That's all thanks to Chuck Fletcher and his great drafting ability, Mikhail Granlin and Eric Kala. Uh, so the, the uh, loss of Matt Cullen, who's a, who's also related to tonight's game, <laughs> being a part of those Nashville Predators and got a penalty at one point in this one. Um, the loss of Cullen, not not really the, the blow, not nearly as painful as it could have been. Definitely not, because that opened the door for Grandland to be the second-line center rather than, like, the fourth, and the versatility of Eric Holla to not only be the second-line center, but to be the fourth as well. It doesn't hinder Eric Holla's development being the fourth-line center, and uh, where he's a good enough, he's a very good defensive player, so he can play the fourth line, where Granlin could not. So, that all looks good. This not so much of a detailed uh, game review situation here in this one because, well, I mean, it's fun that the Wild won a lot of games, and that Boston game was a blast. That really was. And tonight's game looked like it was on its way to being that. But it kind of had a little bit of union and and, uh, Minnesota Gophers all over this one. (laughs) Uh, Score awfully similar. And it's like, what the hell's going on here? Um, What the hell's going on here? It's like the goalies just were out of it. The Wild defenseman, not as bad as the Gophers, oh, but yeah, you can just feel it. I I, I got to get this Gopher thing out of my head right now, and I don't want to I don't want to put a dark cloud on the Wild's future going into the postseason. But hope to God this was a uh, ter- this was a mirage and not a trend because boy oh boy, the goalie the goalie situation with brisgolov looked like it was going to be okay going into the postseason. A lot of us were scared a couple weeks ago, like boy we're dead meat because we don't have a goalie at all. Um, Kemper is just sucks now, and, not, and now he's actually hurt. Briscale is undependable. Harding is, well, MS, and, of course, Baxter is just done. And he's hurt, obviously. He's out for the year anyway, but he's not good anymore anyway. He's washed up. So it's like, boy, oh, boy, um, uh, <laughs> go John Curry. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Hope to God that, uh, Briscoll can get things in order very, very quickly. With that said, end the game reviews. And the regular season. And of course we will do a regular season wrap-up after the Stanley Cup Finals. A full-blown bow on the whole hockey season. Regular season wrap-up. Where we will have our most valuable player for the Minnesota Wild. Our uh, biggest surprise in a positive way. And it should be a player, not anything else. And your biggest disappointment. Uh, I will post that on the Facebook page for Brave the Wild. And um, there you go. I'll post that on there and that's how it's going to be. (laughs) uh, So keep that in mind as things come around. We will be posting that on there and do add to that thread. Really want want your guys' involvement in that. It's a lot of fun. Pick your MVP. Biggest uh, surprise, biggest disappointment. All right, end of segment. We'll be back to talk playoff, Stanley Cup playoff hockey, right after this. I want to mention to you out there that Brave the Wild is now sponsored by Tallgrass Brewing. I deeply want to thank Tim and Barb for making this possible over at Tallgrass. Really appreciate you guys. I mean, 8-Bit Pale Ale. It is a can that is (laughs) unmistakable. If you see Pac-Man licking his chops, you have found 8-Bit Pale Ale, and it is fantastic. I absolutely love it. It's the reason why I pursued Tallgrass to be a sponsor on this show, and on my other shows, Purple Mafia, Timbool's Explosion, Showtime, and T-Wall's. Wolves. is a fantastic beer, but also they have an IPA called Ethos, E-T-H-O-S. You will find that in the same stores as well. Liquor stores around here, I mean, very easy to find Tallgrass brewing around this area. Mostly in the central time zone, except for uh, Louisiana, so... Really, really, really recommend Tallgrass Brewing. Do check it out. There's Buffalo Sweat if you like stouts. And in the wintertime, I think there's still a couple stores that still have it. The Vanilla Bean Buffalo Sweat. So basically it's Buffalo Sweat with a vanilla flavor in it. Now they're bringing out their new summer brews as well. But there's also a lot of permanent ones. And highly recommend, again, Apid Pale Ale and Ethos. Really, those are my two personal favorites from the company. But (laughs) there's so many to try. Oasis as well. Gotta love that as well. Another IPA that they have brought out a couple years ago. Do recommend it. Do check it out. And do enjoy. And we are back here on Brave the Wild. Will you asked for it, you got it. It's playoff time. Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs preview. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. The Minnesota Wild do face off against the Colorado Avalanche. Indeed. On Thursday, game one will take place. Most likely, Ilya Skolov will be the starting goalie. Most likely, uh, even though things uh, looking a little bit rough tonight, again hoping for the best there. But we'll very. Uh, I'm going to very briefly. <laughs> I'm going to very briefly go over the uh, other matchups in the NHL just to get things uh, squared away here in the Atlantic Division. So that's how the playoffs are set up now in divisions, just kind of like the old days with the Norris Division and such. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Boston Bruins versus the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings making was at their twenty fourth straight postseason appearance. And if I'm wrong, I do apologize. Um, Amazing. They just continue to make the playoffs. Rob Babcock keeps that team alive. Staying alive. (laughs) Staying alive. Ha ha. Staying alive. Could be a threat to the Boston Bruins, but I'm pretty sure the Bruins will survive. We'll see Montreal Canadiens and Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay's back. Gotta like that. I'll have Boston over Detroit. Uh, Montreal versus Tampa Bay. Montreal's not been too impressive in the playoffs of late, but you never know with them. They once in a while they'll go on a run, but I'm going to go with Tampa in that one. Pittsburgh Penguins versus Columbus Blue Jackets. Welcome back to the playoffs. Second playoff appearance, I believe, in franchise history for them. Um, I will go with Pittsburgh in that series in about five games. <clears throat> Though I do think Columbus will represent fairly well. Who knows? Pittsburgh could implode. You never know, and they do have injuries. New York Rangers versus Philadelphia Flyers, kind of classic. The Flyers made the playoffs. How about that? Um, ha! Huh. The Flyers are sneaky. They are sneaky. I'm going to go with the Flyers. They're one of those sneaky teams that goes on runs. One, you know, when they go on funny runs once in a while. So all of the Flyers winning that one. So there you go. I have those uh, things set up. Still have the Bruins going all the way. Ultimately. Anaheim Ducks versus Dallas Stars here in the Pacific Division on the Western Conference. Anaheim Ducks versus Dallas. Uh, got the Ducks in six there. I think Dallas will represent very well on that one. Sharks versus Kings. I think the Kings win that series. Sharks are a very dangerous team, but they never do anything in the playoffs, ever. They, they just don't. Um, yeah, they went to the Western Conference Finals a few years ago. If they played Minnesota, I don't think it would go well, but I think the Kings know them very well, and the Kings... uh could be primed for another run. You never know. Um, Marion Gabrick is on that team. A great late season addition, in my humble opinion. And I didn't give up all that much to get him. Good move. Not a great move, but a good move. It's only a bonus. Kind of like the Wild getting Matt Molson. I mean, was there anything wrong with that? No. Another score? And yeah, I was kind of mean to Matt Molson, but you know what? I'm very pleased with Matt Molson now. I'm not overly pleased with him, but I am... Very pleased with him. Yes, I'm. I'm pleased with him, in, in, indeed, still prefer Thomas Vanek in the long run. We'll get that. <laughs> we'll get to that when the time comes next July, when it's a nice time to be outside swimming and not watching hockey. Unfortunately, but keeping up with that doggone free agency, which I really enjoyed last summer, despite the fact it wasn't the old fireworks. Saving the best for last, Minnesota and Colorado. We'll be getting to that in a second. St. Louis and Chicago. I don't know where to go with that. I have no idea. I mean, they're both not doing well. Um, St. Louis is really imploding. I can't believe one of these two teams is going to be out in the first round. The defending champions are the team that was pretty much the best team all season until now. Until like this last week or so. What the hell? I, I can't believe it. Chicago and St. Louis, classic. Old Norris Division rivals. I'm really happy we're in the Central Division, by the way. Even though Colorado is just kind of an ugly tumor in this division, in in that sense. Meaning they're not like an Old Norris Division type of rival. Like, the Dallas Stars should be over here instead of them, but, ah, sh- I'll shut up about that. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, Colorado. No, the Dallas Stars, yeah, we'll just get to that in a minute here. Dallas Stars are in that division, but um, we'll get, (laughs) are in our division. I'm just BSing around here. But (laughs) I don't know why they're in the Pacific Division, but I suppose that's just the way this setup is. It's weird. Um, Minnesota and Colorado, man. Um, And first of all, I will go with... Well, I gotta go with my prediction because I have them going to the West uh, to the Stanley Cup finals I have st. Louis in seven over Chicago in seven it's gonna be a rough series it's gonna be a mess and it's gonna hurt the Blues I think long long term here but uh, Minnesota and Colorado we start out in of course we're the road team seventh seed in the Western Conference um what's gonna happen in this series boy um you know it's tough. <laughs> It's going to be tough. Colorado is, you know, they're beatable, but but they're not beatable. I mean, they're kind of like Union, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, they kind of are, and I'm sorry I keep bringing that up. I know it's kind of going to maybe get on people's nerves a little bit, but they kind of are. I mean, every time the Wild look like they're going to do something against them, bam, they score it again. Come on, you know? That's what that's what it was kind of like earlier in the season. I don't know why it's not showing the regular season matchups. Doggone it. I guess that's what happens, though, when it's the playoffs. Ah, man. I should be showing those, but... <laughs> um... But overall, Colorado outplayed the Wild significantly this year. The Wild did have a nice game. And it ended up in a shootout victory after a shootout loss. So that was the positive side between Colorado and Minnesota. That little back-to-back sweep really pissed me off earlier in the year when Colorado took both of them. I was not happy about that. Um... I don't really like this matchup very much. Uh, Patrick Waugh has just been amazing as a coach. Him and Rob Babcock have been really... Rob Babcock, what am I talking about? But uh, they've been... um, Coach... Yeah, I mean, Patrick Waugh has been a really, really good start. uh, Off to a really good start to his coaching career. I mean, insane. They won 52 games this year. In hockey, that's damn good. (laughs) In basketball, that's halfway decent. In hockey, it's freaking awesome. So... Jeez. With the Wilds goalie situation, I don't feel so comfortable in this one. I wish I could. I mean, Colorado's just stacked offensively. Our goalies are not good. That is just not a good situation right there. i I love to pick the Wild to win this thing. Um, Vlarmov is a decent goalie, and he's been a decent goalie all year, and oh boy, not Shagare again. Oh, oh, no. That's the other thing that I really don't like about this. I forgot. <laughs> John Sebastian Jaguar. Oh, man. He still haunts my dreams. The huh. Minnesota Wild had that chance to go all the way that year back in 2003. Can the Wild do it again? Can they do it again? Could Patrick Waugh's presence... <laughs> behind the bench there. Could Patrick Waugh's presence behind the bench... Give the wild some magic again. Just like two thousand three. Could it be? Oh man, I, I hope so. But Colorado, I mean yeah, they're like nobody's like scoring out of the nobody this year is really tearing it up on Colorado in terms of like there's nobody with eighty points. In fact their leading scorer has seventy because he missed some games, that being Matt Duchesne. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly had sixty four points in seventy nine games. Uh Lanscog. 65 points in 80 games, so they're not as lethal at the top as they're not as lethal at the top as you would think, but they're lethal in terms of, like, they have five players with 60 points. That's crazy. Eric Johnson is a defenseman with 39 points, of course, the former one-and-done gopher. I I gotta stop talking about the gophers. I just can't take it right now. Um, that's a very good Colorado team that's only going to keep getting better. Vlarmov was pretty good against the wild. Earlier this year, Jean Sebastian Jaguerre is the wild killer of all time, and I do think we will, be, we will see his face in at least one or two of these playoff games. I got a good feeling it's going to happen, even though Vlarmov is their main guy, and uh, he's been significantly better. But Patrick Waugh knows what he's doing, and Jean, I think he has a pretty good idea who' John Sebastian Jaguer is and what he's meant to the wild because he got to the Wild earlier this season again. I mean, the Wild just never beat that guy. So uh, hopefully Patrick Watt doesn't, doesn't go there. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. As of right now, though, I'm kind of leaning, unfortunately, to a Colorado victory in this series. Yeah, I don't want to say that, but right now it's kind of looking like an avalanche in like six. But you never know. You never do know. <laughs> you just hope and pray for the best in this one. Don't like the matchup, though. I would have rather played St. Louis, which is really crazy because they're reeling right now. They are classic chokes in the postseason. With Patrick Waugh behind the bench and this new, completely different group of players, they're a great unknown when it comes to the postseason. What if their clutch as hell and they go on and win the Stanley Cup? They might. <laughs> they might. The first championship the Blackhawks won, they were not the number one seed that year. So back in 2010 they were one of the we were one of the top seeds and Colorado is one of the top seeds they were one of them you know what i'm saying so they were one of like the top like four or five teams in the league that year but they weren't the number 1 overall seed that year um so you never know Colorado could go all the way i'm not picking that but just saying hmm <laughs> you give them a chance <laughs> i mean you give once they get their first shot at the playoffs who knows what they're going to do Anything can happen, and the good news is anything can happen on the wild side as well, but I'm just, uh, I, I'm not feeling it yet, I'm not feeling it yet, but we'll be doing multiple shows in, in this series, I gotta hope, I'll be back here doing some podcasts, <laughs> keeping up with this series as best possible, so, um, let's just exactly see where we're going here with the, uh, schedule, because I do know Game 1 is Thursday, on. that's I hate this thing. It's the worst laptop in the world, but yeah, it really is. It sucks, but it is what it is in a lot of ways. Again, it's a matchup that I I just I I, want to pick a victory, but I just don't know exactly what's going to happen in this one. It's going to be a tough son of a gun. Here we go. Thursday, April 17th. Saturday, April 19th. So We'll only be about two games in between the next show. So that's the good part (laughs) in a big way. So I'll be keeping up with this one. Hopefully the Wild steal one of those two on the road. And I'm going to say the Wild do steal one of the two on the road. That's going to be my prediction. Which one? I don't know. And really in the end it doesn't matter. As long as you get one of the two, momentum can shift in our direction. That's the hope. So with that, (laughs) I will take a break. And we will continue to talk more playoff hockey in the not-too-distant future here. (laughs) As you know, we're going to get to our wink-wink North Stars memory and a wrap-up of the Iowa Wild. Just super brief. Just kind of just going to have a little, yeah, very, very brief wrap-up of the Iowa Wild. They're not uh, doing well at all, unfortunately. It's been a pretty bad season in Iowa. So we'll get to that right after this. Shop on Amazon. Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to the sportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting the sportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. We are going round like Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. Contact us and support Brave the Wild by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back for the final segment of this edition of Brave the Wild. Oh yes, it is playoff time indeed. And we're going to have a unorthodox North Star memory because <laughs> it's going to... You've got to look at the situation here with what's going on, and it's going to be a Minnesota Wild memory. Yeah, I'm going to have the very first Minnesota Wild memory. Minnesota Wild, retro wild, whatever it is. And as the as the years go by, we'll have more and more of these popping up here and then, because the Wild history will be getting richer and richer, I would hope, and longer and longer, obviously, because of chronological reasons and hopefully some nice playoff series to come here in the not-too-distant future. Maybe it's going to be a very memorable uh, couple months here for the Minnesota Wild. You never know. You really never do. So, we are going to talk about the Minnesota Wild against the Colorado Avalanche in 2003. Um, Wes Walls talked about that one <laughs> in a big way not too long ago when he looked at... Uh, and this was whole situation of if the Wild wound up playing St. Louis. Where he's like, oh, you know, I think the Wild could beat St. Louis. Where a lot of people back in 2003... We're like, oh, we got to play the Avalanche? Oh, great. Because I, I can't remember who we were going to, who a lot of people thought the Wild were going to wind up playing in that postseason, and then it ended up being the Avalanche. And it was like, oh, great. Not the Avalanche. Oh, no. This isn't going to work out. And then the Wild had a really nice, uh, really nice game one in that one. It was like, huh, that wasn't bad. Wasn't bad at all. They went out and beat the Avalanche. And ultimately won that game four to two. A very steady game right there. Marion Gabrick looked good. And then the Wild returned with a return to Colorado a couple nights later, lose that one three to two. A fairly close game, but it didn't just didn't work out. Then Colorado with a three to zero win. Patrick Waugh with a shutout, putting them up two to one, unfortunately. And the Wild lose three to one in Exhale Energy Center. Back to back losses at home. And it's like, well, so much for the Minnesota Wild season pardon me if there's crackling noises, but uh, it's been, it's like, it's been great it's been great, at least we made the postseason, everything's gonna be fine, I guess, whatever it'll be okay I guess we'll find a way to (laughs) we'll just have to, just have to find something else to do, I guess Uh, the Wolves are in the playoffs, so they'll probably lose in the first round (laughs) I mean, it's like, whatever but at least we got here, oh goody I didn't even watch Game 5, and I'm going to admit it, and I'm mad at myself about that still to this day. I was just so down in the dumps, figuring, ah, they're not going to win. And then I go to check it really quickly. Wait, wait, the Wild won? Huh, the Wild pull out a win. It was only 3-2. to two. For some reason, I remember it being higher scoring than that, but 3-2, to two, the Wild win. Huh, okay, now they're coming back home. Oh, the Wild win again, and a late goal by <laughs> Richard Park. I still remember it very well. Unbelievable, the Wild win... And go to Game 7. And then that game goes into overtime, if you can believe it. Colorado been kicking our ass the whole night, or at least peppering Dwayne Rolston. That was who it was. We started off with Manny, went to Rolston at this point. Rolston carried us in this one. Looked, uh... Well, was getting peppered, was getting his butt kicked, and then all of a sudden... And Andrew Burnett just gets the puck and starts skating. And he starts, uh, well, noticing, we start noticing there's a... He's got a little bit of a... Maybe he can attempt a little shot here, get the puck on net. But no, he actually fakes out Patrick Waugh and puts it right past him, and that's it. The Wild won the game and the series, and the Wild advanced. And to this day, it was literally just like... You're just sitting there like... Uh, He was probably in the crease or something, right? Because it looked like it was close. They are going to disallow that. He didn't actually score the goal. We didn't win the series, did we? Oh, my God, we won. (laughs) And Jacques Lemaire was kind of, it was the same thing. (laughs) I'll never forget Jacques Lemaire. He's like, I am uh, shocked. (laughs) It was so funny at the press conference. (laughs) Because Colorado was peppering Dwayne Rolston. Like it was a hash brown. I mean, you know, you like to pepper your, at least I do, like to pepper your hash browns. Big time, right? In the morning, yep. Bon Appetit. (laughs) If you like it or hate it, but Bon Appetit. Pepper the hell out of that thing. That was Dwayne Rolston. The Colorado Avalanche were the ones with the pepper shaker, man. But then, just one shot on goals all the while needed. Just, uh, Andrew Burnett got a little bit of an opening there and, and took it. And took it. Beep. Patrick Waugh, and he never, never played in the NHL again after that. So hoping there's a little bit of Minnesota magic against Patrick Waugh one more time. I hope so. I hope so. That would be that would be great. <laughs> the odds of that happening, not so high, but you never know. I mean, the Avalanche aren't this unstoppable force, but it's just the fact that every single time the Wild played the, uh, the Avalanche this year, it, uh, Aside of that nice little shootout win on the road, that was awesome against uh, Vlarmov. That was great. But aside of that, it was just like... Man, it just seemed like every time the Wild did something, the the avalanche answered, and it just pissed me off. (laughs) And I'm sure it pissed a lot of you else off as well. So there you go. That's where I'm uh, standing with things there. And uh, a nice memory, and I know it's probably been done time and time again for all of you out there in hockey land. But you know what? I had to. It's Minnesota and Colorado. It, the odds of this being Colorado were slim. I thought it was going to be St. Louis or Anaheim actually. I really did. I, I'm stunned that it's Colorado but uh, well St. Louis choked away the uh, choked away the division and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen, you know it happens. <laughs> so sometimes you get surprised at who you're gonna play and that's what happened back in 2003. So now we'll very very briefly go to the Iowa Wild who finish' we're gonna finish in last place in their division. Lousy season for them, unfortunately. Um, almost no scoring. I mean, Zach Phillips is the only. Uh, well, Zach Phillips is the uh, Zach Phillips is the leading scorer prospect-wise, like major prospect. Brad Winchester is kind of a career minor leaguer who might see some time in the NHL once in a while. But when you're thinking of prospects in the wild system, like guys that are you know high draft picks and stuff, Zach Phillips is the leader with 32 points in 73 games. Oh goody! And uh, they're gonna wrap up their season this week. It has been a uh, definite, definite struggle for them all year. They haven't been scoring goals. Their their goalie, uh, the goalies haven't been all that hot either. Iowa Wild, twenty-seven and thirty-six uh, right now. Jeez, they are they are eleven points behind the fourth place, fourth place Rockford Ice Hogs. That's an interesting name the old Milwaukee Admirals, I still remember that name, Chicago Wolves, yeah, I I remember them from the IHL when the Minnesota Moose were around, so it is what it is, frustrating finish for them, unfortunately, luckily we have the Minnesota Wild, and yeah, congratulations to the Gophers on a championship game appearance, they got there for the first time in 11 years, just hoping it doesn't take that long again, Don Lucia, get that team back in the finals as soon as possible, if you could. Mike, yo, get this team in the finals as soon as you could. <laughs> if you still have your job after this series. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. If we're looking at 7-3 to three losses per four straight games, Mike, yo, could be out of here. Even though it's not his fault if the goaltending sucks hardcore, it might kind of fall on uh, Mr. Fletcher a little bit and on a little bit of bad luck as well. With that, we will put the wraps on this, and we will be talking about some playoff games. <laughs> some playoff games that I've already played next week. Until then, take care and try to stay warm. It's going to be a little nippy out this week.